Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Welcome to Business Owners Radio, episode 106. In today's show, Shai and I are getting together to talk about Dan Pink and his latest book, When. Good morning, Shai. Good morning, Craig. Great day, man. Really so excited to talk about Dan's book. Dan's amazing from the standpoint of been in the business for quite some time, really a contributor to so many entities of the business industry and personal development. He's quite an author, hails from Northwestern and Yale Law School, and he's even got an honorary degree from Georgetown, and you know about Georgetown. <laughs> yeah, Dan's uh, local here in D.C., and uh, you know, really just a gifted writer and, and a big thinker. You know, he's, He has this knack for being able to bring a lot of different ideas together and create frameworks around them. They're really helpful for all of us, I think, in everyday life, and clearly a lot of translations directly into business, and that's why I love his work so much. You and a lot of others, I notice he's even got a TED Talk on the science of motivation that drew 10 million views. So Dan's highly followed, and he's got six books out there. All of them are just tremendous books within themselves and on various topic areas as far as selling and motivation and dealing into right-brainers and so forth. So some really great stuff. And this particular book, When, really focuses on when am I best at doing what? And what should I be doing at specific times of the day? And Dan just doesn't talk off the cuff, if you will. His whole book is based on scientific research. And this book has over 700 scientific studies on psychology, biology, neuroscience, and economics. And to get a better understanding of the role timing plays in everyone's life. This book, it's 258 pages, seven chapters, and 26 pages just to references alone. It's a real index. It's a reference book, so which is great. It's about how to manage what you focus on in the day to live, work, and succeed. Much of our lives, we're living by the clock. We got deadlines, meeting commitments, and in the book, When, it looks at the hidden patterns for everyday life. That's such a cool thing. I mean, you know, when I think about that, I think about where we start in our work with business owners. And one of the first things we look at is, you know, how are you spending your time right now? And I've yet to meet a business owner or really another human being in our, you know, modern lives with all the distractions we're faced with who doesn't ask for more time. You know, they all want more time. And so it's really typically not the option of getting more time, but it's really thinking about how are we spending our time? It's a continual wrestle from the standpoint of it's a fixed commodity. How do we optimize it? It's interesting reading through the book, the average person based on studies, uh, an interesting one was Cornell University. They looked at over 500 million tweets over the two-year period on word patterns. And they came up with three different areas in which people spend their time. The behavioral scientists looked at it from an hour-by-hour studies. The first was where are you best, where are you at your peak? And that tends to be in the morning. It's when you're most positive, when you're the happiest levels. And the second area is where you really plummet. And it tends to be in the afternoon. It's your trough. And then you kind of come back and recover in the evening. And that's called the recovery area. 
So we each have a, a sort of a daily pattern, and it's different for every person. We have our morning peak. It can be the, normally in the morning, the afternoon trough, and the evening rebound. So, Craig, you know, a lot of the work we do, again, is around trying to help people optimize their time to be more effective. And, and like you said, this is something we all struggle with. So I always tell clients to think of this as a journey, and it's something you can definitely get better at, but you really need to be intentional around that to make it happen. And so if you can design better defaults, it turns out that you can make some huge strides in a small amount of time by analyzing not just how you work right now, but more importantly, thinking about when you are at your best and designing your workday around that. And business owners are in a unique group because they actually have control over their schedule. So they can do this. They can prioritize. So what do you see, Craig, when you work with clients? What tends to work the best? Yeah, it really depends on the client from the standpoint. We're all different and we have different styles and natural cadences to how our day goes. They call it the circadian rhythm. Dan references the chronotype and the chronotype has to do, in his view, three different areas as far as the style of timing in a person's life. And he talks about what is normal and that tends to be the majority, 60-80% are into this sort of average, he calls it the third bird. But this is the everyday, okay, I'm great in the morning, I'm kind of fade a little bit in the afternoon, and then I get a recharge in the evening. For other people, that time is shifted for them. We've heard of the night owl, represents about 20, 25% of people. These are those that really peak in the evening, say around nine o'clock. And they kind of rebound instead of the evening, um, they rebound in the morning, which is in clash with the average norm when they're rebounding, the average norm's at their peak. So each one of these segments have to adjust occasionally. So, and then the other group is the early risers. Dan talks of them as the larks. These are ready to peak early in the morning. They're ready to go hours earlier than normal. And really charge into it. And you know some of these, of course. Shy, which do you think you are? <laughs> uh, there's just no question that I'm a night owl. I think that comes back from, you know, my days as a musician and just patterns that have always been there. You know, I, I tend to get a lot of energy at night. And I'm pretty good in the morning, too. I've never been an early riser, but I think it is consistent with that rebound. I'm fresh in the morning. I tend to get really creative at night. And I'm toast after about 1 p.m. I mean, I am a mess between like 1 and 6. I try not to talk to human beings uh, or at least do that as little as I can. And I definitely try not to make any decisions, certainly in that mid to late afternoon, because those tend to be almost always bad decisions. It's interesting. And knowing that is a major advantage for yourself to be able to understand when you're at your peak, when you're at your trough, and when you're at your rebound. And what do you do in each one of those segments? And of course, for the three different groups of people, it would be different. For instance, you know, if you want to do analytical tasks and be at your peak for them, for the larks, their early morning people would be early morning. For the average, you know, third bird or the, the middle group, if you will, the average would be early to the mid-morning. The owls, their late afternoon and evening are their best analytical peak. So you can sort of arrange your day to be optimal keeping in mind that you're dealing with outside entities that may be on different patterns. So occasionally there's adjustment. So another example being, you know, when is it time to have insights? When is it time to be making impressions on other people? 
which is interesting because at that time is the same for all of them. It's always in the morning. Now, why do you think that is? Why is the best time to make an impression in the morning? I think it's because you have the larks and the third bird, if you will. The majority are morning oriented towards the morning. They're best at making impressions. They're most positive during that time frame also. Lots of studies for parole boards and so forth that Dan brings forward in his book really gives great examples of this. And unfortunately, the owls have to sort of conform to it <laughs> because <laughs> it's the, the flow, it's the, in this case, the business stream. So it's the, not that bad, though, because, <laughs> because like I, you know, I tend to be an owl for sure, but I'm OK in the morning. It's just, you know, again, I'm not a 6 a.m., 5 a.m. in the morning kind of person, but I am in that rebound in the morning. And, and I think a lot of people may operate that way. And this thing you said around positivity is really important, because if, if you're making an impression, you're trying to influence someone else. But they're going to be most open to being influenced also at that time when they're generally more positive and more at their best. Agree. And a slight difference in making a decision. For most, it's the morning or early morning, mid-morning for making those decisions. But that night owl, the late afternoon and evening are the best times for making that decision. I'm going to challenge that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, here's at least I think about it, right? And, and I guess our uh, listeners are free to develop their own opinion about it. And they should definitely read this book because it's another just really great work by Dan. And But I, I would say that in thinking about decision making and the process of evaluating information, that late afternoon, evening time frame may be a great idea for the owl. That's a good time to spend really thinking about that decision. But I'm a big fan of sleeping on it. Mm -hmm. and I think yeah. that sometimes we can create artificial time pressure for ourselves and we feel the need to complete the task and check it off a list or just move on from it, so to speak. So analyzing that information, awesome. But if there's not a deadline for that evening, I'm still a big fan of sleeping on it and making sure that your morning self confirms it with what your evening self thought before you went to bed. And you get up in the morning and going, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, I mean, usually it holds up, you know, but, but sometimes things change and, and, you know, you can get another opinion or, uh, yeah. but that's my little asterisk on that. You know, your mileage may vary. Yeah. And thinking of mentioning change and we actually change with age that our chronotype actually moves in a different direction as we age. The perfect example is young people. Young kids tend to be larks as far as early morning. They ask, just ask their parents. You know? and, <laughs> and older folks, too. Seniors tend to be larks also. Their chronotype and their circadian references begin to shift a little bit. I can tell you that teenagers tend to be owls. I look at my son. He is the hallmark of an owl. <laughs> so it's a very interesting to watch how this all they works. They just don't want to do anything in the morning. <laughs> just, and and the, you know, studies have shown, and even in Dan's book, that you know, starting high school before 8 a.m. is a waste of everyone's time, folks. Amen. Forcing them to be analytical at their worst time proves out in all of the testing, too, on a worldwide basis. It's amazing, the effects. But afternoons are fascinating, too. Late afternoon, high volume of medical mistakes are far, far greater between three and four. And that's where our car accidents are, too. So probably not the best time to make grand decisions in your business life during those time frames, on average, depending on your chronotype. It's interesting to think about 
how this may be affecting your business as well, right? When you think about what are the critical functions right now that your business is conducting throughout the day and when are your people at their best and how many of those critical functions actually happen during what is normally that circadian dip that happens naturally for the majority of people, you know, late afternoon, right around 2.30, 3 o'clock, between then and 5 or 6 p.m., it's a natural time of decline. So, so what critical things are happening during that time period for your business? You know, Craig, we've seen this in aviation studies as well, looking at when people tend to make mistakes. And it's when they're fatigued. It's when their circadian rhythms dip. And this is a fairly universal issue. I look back at hundreds of business meetings that the internal meetings are primarily set at about one o'clock or two o'clock or three o'clock area. Yeah. And they're terrible. The results, the attitude, the morale, the, just the attention spans and everything are gone. So it really points to, and a lot of Dan's research, and a lot of his references in his book, which are excellent, really point to this morning being prime time, especially if you're dealing with the outside world, with your client base, with the market space in marketing and sales, grabbing those morning appointments, grabbing those conversations with the outside world of your business for those morning sessions, they'll be far more positive, far more able to move the progression of meetings along at a higher pace, and people are going to retain it. Afternoons, not so much. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, in thinking again about business owners, you know, they're trying to divide this time when they're at their best. You know, really like to think about that as the time that you want to be working on very strategic kinds of things. So, again, if you're still in a situation where you're a primary seller and you're doing a lot of business development, you're going to have to think about parsing your time between, hey, I need a certain amount of time in my schedule I have to leave open to be able to set critical meetings, especially as they relate to business development during this morning time frame. But the other thing you want to think about is what other kinds of tasks are really strategic for you to work on and how can you use your mornings for that as well. And more importantly, how can you stay focused for the rest of that day? You know, unfortunately, most of us have to work a little more than just the morning. <laughs> so how do you stay more focused and fresh throughout the day? One of my best examples, I guess, is the Olympics as far as how long can you sustain peak performance? A lot of research has gone into how do you maximize your peak capabilities on a daily basis for yourself and for your team and for dealing with the outside world. And Dan's consolidated a tremendous volume of studies and research here. And being careful about these trough times when usual circadian rhythm and chronorhythm puts you into that trough. A lot of it's like even in our flying worlds, from the standpoint, we know when we're at our peak because we see our performance in simulators and our flying. And at those times, we know that pre-flights and walkthroughs and checklists become very important. In the medical institutions also, they've researched this. So what they've found is that the optimal for the average person is every 52 minutes of work takes 17 minutes off. So it's amazing that we schedule meetings for two hours long without breaks, that we take on tasks in marathons with teams just cramming in three hours worth of work without breaks. And all of the studies show that's wrong. You're actually going to be doing more damage than good after about 52 minutes. What they're saying is tech-free breaks, totally leaving your phone, totally getting away, 
The optimum break is actually joining a friend for some conversations, maybe a short walk outside, getting out and just really fully mentally breaking from what you're working on for about 17 minutes, if possible. Even seven minutes is a major improvement. Well, it's a good way to think about a new habit pattern that you can start to nurture that could really increase your productivity. You know, and I think about this from the classroom as well. So a lot of times we work around these longer class sections where it could be a three-hour class that normally would have one break. Hmm. And trying to switch to these smaller time segments and having more frequent breaks, it can really make a big difference for the way that students retain information and their willingness to receive the information. (laughs) So, I mean, think about that. If it's true in the classroom, how can that translate to the other things that you're doing in the work world? Even on an individual basis. uh, I know for myself, in reading through some of these and trying different things, I use Siri to say, hey, Siri, set a timer for 20 minutes and not dealing with more than 20 minute segments. Some people are marathoners. Some people are sprinters. And I have clients that fall into both of those categories also that knowing that how to optimize their time and how to maximize their break recharge. For some, it's just walking away. For others, it's reading a book. For others, it's listening to a segment of meditation. It depends on each person. But what's to optimize your performance while you're in the performance mode and how to optimize your away time, your break time to recharge, reset? Yeah, it's good to think about your entire workday, right? So you want that strong start and you understand that naturally there will be a dip at some point in the day. And managing your break time can help keep you more efficient throughout that so that you can finish strong. And in the interest of a strong finish, (laughs) we leave some listeners with today that will help them, you know, really benefit from the main points of this book. The book is loaded with great information that's absolutely usable instantaneously, so highly recommend it. There's just so many pieces and parts to this that can really affect your day, affect the performance of the team, and your ability to interact on a marketing basis in all of your B2B business. And there's even a segment on, we all know that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It turns out not to be true. Lunch is the most important part of the day. So Dan's book is loaded with very scientific research and referencing to really show some of these latest and greatest findings that you can use every day. We'll have a link to Dan's book. And if you'd like to know more about your circadian rhythm, we'll provide a link in the show notes at businessownersradio.com. This episode has been sponsored by Aligned for Business, provider of business consulting and executive coaching. That's Aligned, the number four, business.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and... Of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.